You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Is that gunfire I hear in the background? Oh, no, no, no. That's right. It's 4th of July weekend, and the fireworks have begun. Well, what are you doing this long weekend? Going fishing? Going to be doing some barbecuing, maybe boiling seafood, maybe all of the above? Got a long weekend to kick it off. Going to be a little bit rainy, but that's nothing new along the Great Gulf Coast. Hey, you know, uh, the most popular boat names for 2020 are out. I'll give you a rundown on those. And by the way, what is your favorite name for a boat? Uh, Does your boat have a name? Text it to us at 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. And also tell us, how do you celebrate on the 4th of July? This one in particular. Now, like a lot of folks, you may be headed down to the historical Golden Meadow Fushon Tarpon Rodeo. That is taking place today. In fact, it's wrapping up. Here's the schedule. 1 o'clock, they'll open up the weigh scales and the tent and, of course, the all-important bar. Live music with Russ Jeremy kicks off at 3. Ball shrimp dinners from 4 to 7. The weigh scales for the children division shuts down at 4 o'clock. 5 o'clock for all the other divisions. Got to have your fish in by then. There'll be a live auction. And then the awards will be presented at 8.30 this evening. Raffle drawings, door prizes at 9. And then the band Orange is going to close it out. They will play until 12 a.m. And then that'll wrap up another of the many, many Golden Medal Fouchon Tarpon Road. It's a great time. Uh, head on down there. If you're not going to have any plans for anything else, you'll be able to witness some really big fish coming in. All right, don't forget, it is time to renew your license. I've been reminding you for the last few weeks, if you didn't do it, well, you better do it real quick because all the licenses expired on the 30th. You need to get a license. You can do it online. If you're going to be saltwater fishing, you need the basic, the saltwater. And if you're going offshore, R-O-L-P. It's free. You get it online, but it is mandatory that you have it. And while you're getting your license, uh, I would suggest to you there's going to be a box that pops up there asking if you'd like to make a cash donation to Hunt for the Hungry. All you have to do is check the Yes box. You can give $1, $5, $10, whatever you can spare. It'll go a long way in helping a very worthwhile organization. Uh, Last year, their donations totaled over 50,000 pounds of meat and seafood, game and seafood. So check them out, Hunt for the Hungry. And you know that all-important clean-out-your-freezer day will be coming up at the end of summer. I'll have details on that for you. Well, we also have this sad story of Bruno, the well-known black bear. Uh, he met his end, unfortunately. Also, the new 2021 duck stamps for uh, hunting for duck hunters are out this year. The lowly dogri, the lesser scop. If you want to see a picture of it, check out my Facebook page on my website, and you'll see it there. We're also going to tell you why it is not a good idea to post your illegal alligator pictures on social media. 
And that comes to us compliments of this week's Bad Boy the Outdoors. Also, speaking of agents and violations, be aware the uh, Operation Dry Water is in progress this long Fourth of July weekend. There will be added uh, checks for DWIs or BUIs, boating under the influence. And by the way, if you're not familiar with it, if you get a BUI for boating on the water as an operator, uh, it's just as serious. You can lose your driver's license because of it. So remember this, uh, alcohol and water does not mix. Make sure you use a designated driver. Or like me, just wait till you get back to the dock before you have the cold one. I don't like to drink alcohol in the sun on hot days anyway. Well, this week we uh, say goodbye to a well-known fellow outdoor communicator, also a personal friend. We have a tribute we'll uh, tell you about a little bit later on before we sign off. And that all-important coastal marine forecast, if you headed out today, about an 80% chance of rain. Somewhere, somebody's going to get wet. Offshore, boy, I tell you, it's a great weekend to catch some red snapper. However, red snapper is closed on Monday. There's been some confusion about that. We'll straighten that out a little bit. But westerly winds 10 to 15 today, 1 to 2 foot offshore. Uh, for inside waters, a southwest wind at 10 to 15, calling for a moderate chop. Tomorrow, a little bit less chance of rain, but still at about 70%. Southwest winds offshore 5 to 10, keeping those 1 to 2 foot seas. And, of course, a north wind. I don't know where that's coming from, but that'll be what you'll encounter on the interior lakes and bays. 5 to 10 knots, smooth conditions. Average tide, not a bunch. About 0.6 is the range. And the Mississippi River is at 6.7, bottom falling out. Can't come soon enough. All right, we'll be right back to get you a St. Bernard Parish report from our buddy over at the Shell Beach Campos Marina. Robbie Campo joins us next on a 4th of July weekend. Stay with us. We're back right after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And let's take it on down to Shell Beach, Campos Marina. Robbie Campos standing by, ready to give us a fishing report. Robbie, how's things looking down at Shell Beach this week? Well, we got a, this morning we got a nine-knot nine wind blowing out of the west this morning. Uh, had a lot of rain this past week, Don. I tell you, it, was, um, it made fishing conditions really, really, really tough. Um, we only had two good days, uh, I mean, or two decent days, and that was Thursday and Friday. Um, you know, guys got uh, our guides got out and got, you know, caught just a few trout 
way up east uh, over Oyster Reefs. Um, it's been it's been really 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 tough. Uh, had it not been for sheephead along the long rocks last week, I tell you, man, um, you know that's that's the only thing that saved the week. I tell you the truth, uh, a few redfish in the marsh. It was a tough tough week of fishing. Um, I did have one boat get out Thursday and went mangrove snapper fishing, and they did they hammered them, um, but. I, I, I did hear you say last week that Red Snapper was going to be open Monday, but uh, I guess that's not true then, right? No, there's been a lot of confusion about that. We, I want to get that cleared up. Uh, when we talked about that last week, there was a press release that came out in April before the seasons were set, and they were assuming, like in past years, they would extend the holiday into a long weekend which, you know, in Alabama they have four-day weekends anyway, so Monday being the 4th of July, it would have been open whether it was a holiday or not. Mississippi is going to be closing down theirs on July 5th, Monday at midnight, because they take like a mid-season break to reassess the landings, and then they'll set the, the, the rest of the season. But in Louisiana in the past, we've included 4th of July, but I think it depends on what day of the week it falls on. In, nine, in 2019, it was a Thursday, 4th of July. So they included Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, making it a long weekend. Last year, uh, July 4th fell on a Saturday. So that came in under the weekend. And even though a lot of places declare Monday uh, a federal holiday because the 4th of July was on a Sunday, Wildlife and Fisheries evidently did not look at that when they finally set the season. So it, bottom line uh-huh. is Red Snapper, Louisiana Waters is closed on Monday. Okay, because I had some customers asking about that, and I said, "No, Don said it's going to be open." And then, and then this morning, well, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make sure that um, that these guys know that Monday will be closed. So yeah, I don't mangroves, want nobody to get in any trouble. Right, they can catch the mangroves, but they're going to have to catch and release on the on the red snapper. And it's a shame uh, because right, I, right. I think they had the authority to do that. But for some reason, I guess because it wasn't a naturally adjacent holiday, uh, you know, to, you know, if the fourth would have been Monday, then probably it would have been open. I'm thinking. I don't know what their logic was, but it's a real missed opportunity because a lot of people are going to be out on long weekends, and it would have been a great time to get some snapping. It all is going to be closed down when they reach the quota, which, by the way, uh, the latest was June 20th, and they said that the landings, and they do that real-time landing, that's the purpose for the La Creel and the ROLP. Uh, they've got 286,000 plus some change, which is about 34% of the harvest quota. So we're not even halfway there yet on the number of snapper that we can catch. Uh, and, again, it all depends on the weather conditions and, you know, the fishermen's success on how long this is going to last. But I'm sure it's going to run, you know, past Labor Day, maybe go into the fall. We'll see how this thing shapes out. But bottom line, for people listening, if you were planning on going red snapper fishing in Louisiana Water Monday, don't do it. It is not open. Right. Okay, good enough. That's what we need to know because, I, I got, like I said, I don't want none of my customers to leave out of shell beach out there. And <laughs> no, then they'll be on a different part of the show. That. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want that. No, so, we definitely uh, don't anyway, want that. Um, and remind them about the licenses, too. You know, a lot of people, you know, because you don't get a notice or anything, it's not on your birthday or, you know, the licenses all expired except for lifetime licenses, you know, earlier this week on Wednesday. So they got to have a new license if they're fishing this weekend. 
That's exactly correct. Um, yeah, listen, so anyways, bring your rain gear today because I think we're going to have rain most of the day. Um, it's, it's looking like we're going to get wet, so I don't want anybody getting wet if they don't have to get wet. You know, and if today's your day to fish and, you know, you absolutely got to go fishing, go up the left, come on down and see us, and we're going to be waiting on you. So, but remember, bring your rain gear because I think you're going to get wet today. I, you know, I looked at the radar earlier and it's, it's, it's stacked all the way past Lafayette coming this way. It's sliding this way. Um, so I, I really believe we're going to get wet. So, um, yeah, bring that rain gear. And, uh, you know, Tell you the truth, Don, I, I hope they catch some fish today because it's been, man, it, this whole week has just been really, really tough. So, you know, I don't have the best fishing report, but I think if you get up in that marsh, you could probably pick up some red somewhere or you know, up in the Bluxy Marsh. I think you could do that. But, man, I hate these weeks when I don't have much of a fishing report. That that really, really blows, you know, when you don't, when you don't have a, yeah. uh, nothing, nothing much to tell people, you know. It's just it just it's just one of those things but hey better fishing than being home so come on out hook the left and come see us yeah and we'll get some fishing reports for next week robbie i got a text message came in want me to ask you about uh best place to get some shrimp for sale to eat who's got some nice big shrimp down there in the parish right now um the only one that i know that has any any really nice uh nice shrimp is uh, my cousin Jeff over here about the day's catch. Um, and he's been getting them, you know, he's been getting shrimp from all over. But uh, down down at the shrimp docks home, since shrimping season, is inshore waters is closed totally now. So um, I don't think any of those shrimp docks down there are going to have any. So you're going to have to go to the seafood outlets, you know, to, to, get, uh, to get shrimp. You're not going to get any from, you know, from the local docks down there. Yeah. All right. Thanks for all the reporting, Robbie. We appreciate it. Have a great Fourth of July, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody gets out there and gets on some fish, and we got a better report for next week. Absolutely. Talk to you later, Don. Yes, sir. Robbie Campo down at Campo's Marina at Shell Beach. All right, coming back after this, uh, your text message is 504-260-1870. The top ten names for boats has been announced for 2020. I'll run them down for you. What is your boat's name? Does it have one? If not, why not? And what's your favorite boat name? 504-260-1870. And what are you doing this 4th of July weekend? You're fishing, you're grilling, you're barbecuing or boiling. We'd love to hear from you. We're back right after this timeout. Well, Robbie Campo is on the mark. Uh, there's a lot of rain, particularly down along the lower coast. Uh, right now we got some the heaviest storms moving across the tip of the boot down there between Venice and Buras area. We'll catch up on that area with Ryan Lambert a little bit later on. Also, Morgan City and Homa getting some heavy rain. That system kind of moving uh, down to the southeast. And there's also some rain not quite as extensive around Baton Rouge. It's going to be popping up all over the place, but not solid uh, flood water type range, just that pesky on and off, and will probably be with us for the weekend. All right, boat names, naming boats. Every year they give the list of the top ten names people name their boats, and it changes from year to year. And this year uh, the top ten started off with number ten, Serenity, which is an all-time favorite. That was first last year. It's been first many, many years for obvious reasons. Number nine was Freedom. 
And that's the first time it's made this list since uh, 9-11, but it's always one of the favorites. Number eight, Mojo. (laughs) Somebody talking about energy and enthusiasm there. Get your mojo going. And number seven, not on call, and that's not with a K-N-O-T. I was sure that's a a name that a lot of uh, medical professionals will put on their boat. Number six, and this one fell down, was number two last year, Island Time. And number five, Cool Change. Number four, Shenanigans. And that's uh, up from number seven last year. Number three was Grace. And number two, pretty appropriate for 2020, Social Distancing. Great boat name. I would have thought that would have been number one. But number one, and (laughs) this is a surprise, Andiamo, Andiamo, which is Italian for let's go. So those are your top ten for 2020. What is your favorite boat name? You name your boat, text us at 504-260-1870. All right, I got more news in, and if you want to see pictures of at least one of the anglers who missed out on an RV in the CCA Star Tournament, go to my Facebook page or my website. Website is dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And we had two fish, not one, but two, caught in the same general location in Cocodry. And unfortunately, neither of these anglers purchased a ticket before they fished. When are people going to learn? If you're fishing anywhere from the Mississippi state line to Texas state line in saltwater, there's a hundred redfish they put out there now every year with tags in them. And if you happen to catch one, you're going to win. We've already got uh, Dr. Kenneth Nash. He won the Silverado pickup truck. Now we got the RV. There's a boat, motor, and trailer, and lots of other prizes for the first 10 of them that are caught. I think this makes either number three or four that was caught. We had a 12-year-old boy caught one week before last. He was unregistered. So sign up. It's like getting an insurance policy. You may never catch one, but the people I've interviewed that have caught them, they didn't think they ever would either. It's like lightning striking. All right, run down the uh, the other categories in the star tournaments. The biggest, longest goes on through Labor Day. Uh, Ed Sexton hanging on to his lead with that 6.36 trout over in the eastern section. The southeast division, Dustin Benedetto's got a 6.34. He weighed his in at Port Fouchon. Uh, southwest division uh, weighed in at Gulfway Marina, a 3.55. Speckled trout in the west division Ooh, we had a big one brought in. We're going to be talking to Kirk Stansel in just a few minutes and get his full report on how the trout are doing there. But this is a 6.53 by Michael Fesco, weighed in at the Hackberry Marina. Uh, 3.53, Robert Langston weighed in at Calcasieu Point. That's the leader in the flounder category. Robbie was talking about those plentiful mangrove snappers. Uh, Blake Barb caught a 12.48. Waited in at Cypress Cove. He's the new leader there. Lemonfish. We still have Thomas Ross Inquist with a 60.50 fish. He weighed in at Bridgeside Marina. The one that's really surprising, the Dorado, the Mai Mai, some people call them, dolphin, 5.86. I mean, that's a good speckle trout. For an offshore fish like a Dorado, that should be easy meat. Peter Langrave is the leader there with that Bridgeside. He waited in at Bridgeside, but... Given the weather conditions this week and how many people are going to be out there, i got a feeling that's going to be topped. Red Snapper, big, beautiful, 27.22. Bruce Pennison picked that one up, weighted in at the Port Fouchon Marina. 
Uh, fly division for speckled trout in the east, wide open. Catch a legal fish, and you'll, you'll take the number one spot. Jeff Ferguson with a 1.8 has a fly category in the west. The ladies only speckled trout for the east side of the state. Uh, we've got a new leader there, Jamie Gisclair, 4.96. Weighed hers in at Port Fouchon on the west side. Ladies only is Bailey Fruget, 5.24, weighted in at Hackberry Marina. Uh, the kayak in the East Division, Chris Weaver, 2.32. Kayak in the Southeast Division, Jason Bow, 3.78, brought that into Bridgeside Marina. Southwest, wide open. All you do is get a fish and put it on. West Division, Luke Besslin, 4.65, weighted in is at Gulfway Marina. Uh, and tackle store, and then we had the sheephead in the east was uh, Huai Wen, a 9.06. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. If not, let me know. <laughs> he waited in a Myrtle Grove. That's a big sheephead, 9 pounds. In the west division, 7.15. That's Randy Duga. A bank fishing leader for speckled trout, that's John Leotow, 5.58. Waited in at Gale's Bait Shop. And let's see, we have uh, the youth speckled trout flounder. They do that by drawing. They'll give some lucky kids a 14-foot flatboat with a 15-horsepower mercury. Catch a legal trout, legal flounder. It's absolutely free. No ticket for the kids to buy. Send it in. They'll qualify for that drawing. That's your update on CCA Star. Uh, Hope if you're going fishing, you pick up a ticket because uh, like those other unregistered anglers, you don't want to have a very expensive dinner. In fact, some of them released it, so there's still some of those fish. A lot of them. There were 100 of them put in, and I think maybe two or three have been taken for sure that we know about. There's still a lot of fish out there. All right, coming back after this, so we got more uh, text messages. Send us one, 504-260-1870, your favorite boat name. What's the name of your boat and what you got going? Tell us who you are, where you are on this big Fourth of July weekend, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, big Fourth of July uh, weekend and lots of activities, fishing, fishing rodeos, barbecues, grilling going on, family get-togethers, and, uh, boy, most of it going to be COVID-free. Isn't that a blessing? All right, uh, in addition to the, the top ten boat names that came out, also the 2021 it's called the Migratory Bird Hunting and Conservation Stamp. Most of you know it as the Duck Stamp. And it is a mandatory requirement for all duck hunters. In fact, even those who have lifetime licenses and uh, exemptions for being senior citizens or anything else have to have that duck stamp. I think the only ones that are exempt are the youths under 16. It's now up to $25. Uh, one of my followers said that he can remember when a duck stamp was $1. Yeah, I kind of remember that, too, those days, but they're gone. $25, and uh, the new one is depicting uh, a very familiar bird here in Louisiana. Each year they'll they'll change it to a different species. This year it is the lesser scop. Uh, some people call them bluebills. Mostly in south Louisiana they're known as dogri. And they don't have a reputation of being one of the smartest birds, but believe me, if you look at this artist's depiction that was done, uh, it's a beautiful bird. You can see it on my website, or go buy one. I, the post offices were supposed to have them on sale June the 1st. Uh, so I walked into my post office uh, recently and asked for the duck stamp, and po- the post office let me down. They don't have them. They said they just sent back last year, so uh, they should be getting them in soon if they don't have them yet. You can probably get them at uh, places where you buy your licenses, too. 
but it's a collector's item. And the purpose of this stamp is all this money goes into waterfowl conservation efforts. And what a tremendous amount of money over the years that this money has gone. It goes to the U.S. Department of the Interior, and we can only hope that it is wisely invested. All right, right after this quick pause, we'll be back with some of your favorite boat names. 504-260-1870 is where you can text that to us. Back with it after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we have, uh, let's see, we got some text messages coming in. This one says, uh, this is from one of our Alabama listeners, the Irish Kunas, one of our regulars. Uh, he says, hope you have a great fourth of weekend. Our boat is wet ass again. <laughs> My Uncle Jim named this boat. You can't put this on. I can put that on the radio. That'll that'll qualify. My Uncle Jim loved fishing so much that if you cut him, he would bleed salt water. <laughs> Love your show. Uh, here's one that says, uh, Don, have a strip pirogue built by Emil Galatis. That is my friend Dean's great-grandfather. He was a boat builder and a decoy carver. He called it Pocahontas. It's over 100 years old. That's from Big Mike on Bayou Limbot. Mike, I'd like to see that and get some pictures of it. One day I need to stop by. Let me know when I can come by there or give me your phone number. I got your phone number. I can check with you. and I'd love to get some photos of that. All right, here's one that says Cirrhosis of the River. That's Scott from Lockhart. Some of these are pretty creative. My favorite name for a boat, Last Cast and also Tight Lines. And here's one that says, good morning. I made the mistake of letting my wife's name my boat. She said she wanted to name it after me. So what's my boat's name? It's called the Old Crap Ass. <laughs> All right, also have the Rockin' Boat and Tatiana Strike Zone and uh, one that said we had a pontoon boat when I was coming up. So we called it the Pontoon. Happy Fourth. Yeah, it's like uh, John Wayne had a dog, and he called it Dog. Very simple and to the point. All right, I got lots more. If you got a favorite boat name, what's the name of your boat? 504-260-1870. We'll come back. We'll cover that. Plus, we headed out west if we can get a hold of Captain Kirk Stanzo. Get a Calcasieu Big Lake Area fishing report for you right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And on this 4th of July weekend, we go out west uh, to Hackberry Rod and Gun, and we talk to the captain, Captain Kirk, we call him, Captain Kirk Stanson. There you go, Captain Kirk. How about that intro? Good morning to you. That was a good one. (laughs) Good morning to you. Happy 4th of July, even though uh, we're one day shy of it. Yep, and uh, we got some, uh, some <laughs> I guess you'd call it suspect weather, but it's not going to stop people from getting out. You know, Kirk, I got word that there was a big trout put on the star leaderboard that was over in the west zone there. Was that an outlier, or is your big trout finally starting to show up a little bit later than usual this year? They're starting to show up. I mean, just like in the last three days, uh, it just overnight. Don't know what the deal is. and I mean, these fish have, have moved in uh, shallow up on shorelines, and, man, there's been some pretty trout being caught, Don. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures you guys have had, and uh, there's some real nice catches and and a good mix of flounders in there, too. You know, there's some scattered flounder. There's not big numbers of flounder, but scattered flounder uh, and and some redfish. You know, know, Don, we've been just really killing the trout. You know, it's been good, even with the water fresh. I mean, the water's not pretty at all. 
and we've been catching fish. Now, the redfish is what we're having a hard time catching. And you're not alone in that. I've been getting that same report from a lot of areas, and it's surprising because redfish is usually your backup go-to if you can't find the trout. Oh, and the no redfish doubt. Are there always. I don't understand what's going on with the redfish. I don't either. You know, normally whenever uh, you know you have the, the freshwater conditions we've been having all you know since I guess late April, early May, since we had all that flooding, that normally redfish is what you catch. You don't catch many trout, but it's been just the opposite. Uh, yeah, I can't figure it out. What has been your go-to baits these last few days on those trout? You know, the Don, I've, I've been using personally the, uh, the soft plastics. You know, at live bait, they've been catching on live bait too, the shrimp. But I've been throwing a lot of soft plastic uh, down south lures uh, in a Texas roach color because you know, with the muddier water conditions, I like the dark colors. And uh, but I've been catching a lot of fish on. Uh, when I'm working birds and catching some good fish on just that little baby bull minnow. Mm-hmm. And, but I've been throwing black chartreuse tail there. But, you know, one of my other captains will come in, and, and he caught them on glow chartreuse. But another one come in, mm-hmm. he caught them, you know, just different colors. And, uh, you know, there's so been a few fish on top water and a few on corkies, but uh, the soft plastic, you know, mainly throwing a quarter-ounce jig head has been the best. Well, Kirk, since those fish have kind of moved up into the shallows, uh, are there some good spots where you, people who, for some reason, want to get out the boat and <laughs> wade fish? I guess it helps you stay cool, and, and there, there is a lot of fun to that, too. Are there, there's some good action going on for people like the wade fish? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I know one of the captains over here, Bruce Ball, He that's what he does, and he, he's been doing real well, and he's uh, and catching some big fish doing it. Well, looks like things have finally come around for you guys. I was kind of wondering about those big trout. Usually you have that run. It starts usually to wind down around the end of June, but it seems like it's, you know, right. things are. You know, some things just come later in years and earlier in others. It's hard to yeah. figure. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, these fish just all of a sudden showed up. You know, we've been catching a lot of a lot of trout and a lot of nice trout, but all of a sudden some, some really hosses showed up just like almost – we're going to wait till July to show up this year. I mean, it's like it's always July 3rd. <laughs> well, well, let's hope that the redfish have that same mentality. They're going to wait a little bit later and show up. But, uh, but then usually well, they'll always the show up. Yeah, they usually always show up for sure in the fall, you know, for September. So let's hope they do. Mm-hmm. Well, Kirk, how's your, how's your calendar looking for people coming down there who might want to take a trip? You know, boy, everybody's got this cabin fever now that this COVID thing is kind of – Wound down. They want to get out and make trips and have some fun. Uh, how's your, oh, your, we your always, calendar looking for? Oh, it, it, we have openings. Uh, it looks good, especially for August. You know, August is a great month. Uh, you know, kind of a different pattern uh, than you know what's going on right now. Uh, summertime, the fish you're fishing are more deep. Uh, a lot of jetties, ship channel up and down the ship channel, uh, beachfront, the rigs offshore, and. That, that's a it's a really good time and then mm-hmm. uh, June, we're, we're pretty busy in july but august we're not as busy right now mm-hmm. you know kirk if i if i had to make a guess of where the next tagged redfish from the star tournament's going to show up i would say it's probably a good chance it's going to be down in your area what do you do y'all tell customers you guys when they get on the boat about 
you know, you might want to get a star ticket because there's a chance you might oh, yeah. win big prizes catching a tag. Yeah, game. we do. But, you know, mo- it, you know most of them don't listen. People. <laughs> well, they don't yeah. listen. And, you know, our guys, they come from Texas. You know, and uh, they just a lot of them don't think about it or whatnot. But uh, you know, we we can't we don't sell the tickets there at the lodge. But you know, you got to go up. uh, Basically, most people get them online. Yeah, and uh, but you can get them at the way station too. Yeah, no, we we've had a a tag redfish caught off our dock one night. But (laughs) my nephew, my nephew caught it, and he was uh. He wasn't eligible to be in the yeah. tournament. It was Guy's son, and yeah, he, and then uh, Guy did have a lady catch one. Her husband was in the tournament, but he didn't get her ticket, and she caught the tag redfish. Ouch, ouch! I bet yeah. he never heard the end of that. Why didn't you get me? He never, <laughs> he never did. He still hadn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna have to have a dedicating one of the shows to the people that caught these fish and. And will fail to be registered, and there's a long, long list of them. A lot more of them have there caught them unregistered than registered, I can tell you that. <laughs> Kirk, oh, absolutely. Uh, tell us how people can get a trip with you guys down there. Oh, they can uh, You can go online, uh, Hackberry Rod and Gun, and, and check out our website and register there, or you can just call us. Uh, the number is 762-3391. If you're out of the area, it's toll-free. That's 888-762. Three three nine one, and it's not too early to start thinking about teal season. It's not that. Fun. No, that's right around the corner. I'm getting excited. I mean, it's it's uh, close. Yeah, I'm I bet ready. your Clyde's getting uh, restless in the kennel there too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it. <laughs> All right, Kirk. Thanks for the report as always, my friend. Y'all be safe right, out Doc. there. We'll see you next time. Take care. Okay, thank you. Good talking to you. Yes, sir. Captain Kirk Stancil on the 4th of July. Don't get much better than that. Well, we got Daryl Carpenter coming up next. Another hot place uh, on 4th of July is Grand Isle. He's got his finger on the pulse. We'll find out what's happening right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, this time on a Saturday morning, we usually take a little uh, audio trip down to Grand Isle. We talk to Daryl Carpenter of RealScreamers.com to get all the information you need for your weekend of fishing pleasure. Daryl, I'm looking at the radar right now, and uh, you guys got some rain moving in. Not the heaviest, worst stuff, but uh, certainly a big string of uh, light rain that's going to be falling upon you guys pretty soon. But I'm sure that's not going to stop people from fishing down there this weekend. What's been going on? Well, Don, I mean, it, man, that west wind blew like heck yesterday. And, you know, I'm looking, we finally started getting our tides back today because the last couple of days have been neat tides. But uh, I don't know where it's going to find the water to fall like it's predicted because with that west wind blowing yesterday, the water's low to start with this morning. Um, fishing has been, uh, I don't know, I, I guess there's no rhyme or reason to it. We've had we've had a problem for the last several weeks with nothing but muddy water. And and when I say muddy water, I mean it looks like the Mississippi River. Um, it's connected to all these, these dredge projects and all these restoration projects we've got going on. And the problem is there's no rhyme or reason to it. If you don't know their work schedule, I mean, uh, I passed by there the other day, and that dredge was, was throwing a plume of mud up in the air about 30 feet in the air. Um, so once that, you know, once the runoff and that gets everywhere on that incoming tide, which has been the worst, actually, the, the, the morning fishing on the incoming tide has been worse because it's picking that up and bringing it all into the back. 
And um, it's like I said, there's no rhyme or reason to it. it. You know, if they're not working or not pumping one day, then you can find good, pretty clean green water over around four bayou in those areas. Um, but if they're pumping and the tides are right, and the currents are right, you get over there and what was beautiful green the next day looks like you're in the Mississippi River. So it's been a little challenging. You've been having to run a little bit. You know, if, if, the, if the weather conditions are right we're in, and the currents are right, we're doing really well on the fish. Uh, you know, good 40-plus days of speckled trout. Uh, you, if you've got to struggle through that muddy water, then it's a, it's a whole lot less. I mean, you're doing 20, 30 is a good day kind of thing. The water has been a whole lot cleaner to the west of Grand Isle. Uh, the problem we have there is you've got a little more open water there. So, you know, you're running like the Timberlier Bay and those areas. The the water's been consistently cleaner there, consistently better fishing. But with the with the wind pattern and the, the weather pattern we've had set up on us for the last two weeks, it's been really difficult to get out there. Uh, there was a couple of days earlier this week where they did really well on Elmer's Island. Every one of them came back. Everyone that went that I know that came back, they're like, man, we caught really good fish. They're in some good big fish. But now where's the Advil? <laughs> because they got, they got beat to death out there on that beach. <laughs> um, so it, it's been a little bit challenging. Hey, let you know, it, it's the same story. You know, we've got so much open water now. It's becoming the same story every time we talk is it's 100% weather dependent. If we can get the wind to lay down and we can get the, you know, the dredge to take a day off, we're doing great. Um, if not, then, well, it's kind of slacking a little bit. Now, uh, offshore, offshore has been doing great. I mean, snapper coming in like crazy. The mangroves are doing really well. And and I have seen um, I've seen some good catches of cobia coming in. So the cobia are good and thick this year, too. But like I said, it's, you know, we're kind of just sitting here like, well, let it go ahead and rain and get out of here. And hopefully we'll have a few days with no wind and we can get back to bragging about all our big speckled trout because they have been running nice and big. Very good. Well, hopefully that water will kind of clear up. Winds will stop and uh, get that good time summertime fishing going on. Daryl, thanks for the report. If somebody wants to book a trip with you, tell them how to get you besides on my website. Uh, give them your website and phone number. Right. They can find it on realscreamers.com or just pick up the telephone, 225-937-6288. Hey, you got some fireworks going on tonight on the island? Oh, they had a bunch of them last night, man. The the, the, China, the Chinese are doing well with all these fireworks that are going <laughs> off around here. <laughs> That's what we need to do. We need to stop importing them and come in and get into the fireworks business. Daryl, thanks for the report, my friend. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. You have a good one, Don. All right, Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, when we come back, going to give you a sneak preview to season number seven of Bayou Wild TV. Also get to your text messages, favorite boat names, 504-260-1870. Back with the second hour. And good morning and welcome back to our 4th of July weekend kickoff show. Glad to have you with us. Got a lot of things going on. Fishing reports coming up from Captain Ryan Lambert, Eric Mohabarak, and Captain Mike Gallo. Also, we got some text messages. We're asking you for your favorite boat name or what is the name of your boat. The top 10 were announced this week. 
You can text that to us at 504-260-1870. Also want to give you a little sneak preview of what's ahead on our Bayou Wild TV show. I know a lot of you enjoy watching that. What we've got coming up for this month. Uh, right now, what's airing is Granavole. And if you know what that means, well, you do. If you don't, you better watch the show. <laughs> Next week, uh, going on an egg hunt. We were alligator egg collecting with Walls Gator Farm. Then on the week of July 15th, at see you later, alligator. DJ Rhett, the incomparable DJ Rhett, joined us for an alligator hunt last season. We've got that for you. And then we take a look back the following week at our Alaskan Cajun invasion. Boy, sure missing that this year. And then we also have a Ride the Bull, a 10-year documentary of that big, big, uh, probably the world's largest kayak tournament takes place in Grand Isle, and it's coming up later this month. Then uh, Season 7, a brand-new season kicks off in August, and we've been busy getting some features for that. First one will be Wicked and Wild Slam. We fish with Wicked Charters, Captain Andy Jones, and Lake Pontchartrain. We'll also have a camp-style garfish dish cooked by Chef John Foltz. The following week, we tell you the whole story of soft-shell crawfish. You heard me right, soft-shell crawfish. Two parts there, part one, part two, and then we did a little cooking feature on how to cook those delicious soft-shell crawfish. Then on April 19th, as a, a tribute to one of the people you heard for years here on this show, Captain Tofield Bourgeois. We have a Tofield tribute show. We'll be doing some interviews with some of the people he was closest to and rerun one of his favorite dishes, the Tofield Redfish on the Half Shell. Then we have another one coming up on the last uh, week of the month of August, Fishing Therapy. A couple of veterans went on a fishing trip with Captain Martha and Chris LeCock. And uh, we've also got plenty of cooking features that will be coming up. Sicilian Fisherman Stew. These are John Foltz recipes. Black Eye Pea Battered Shrimp. I asked John to come up with some uh, common seafood items but some unique recipes. He didn't disappoint me. Can't wait to see that one. Black Eye Pea Battered Shrimp. He's also going to do Asabuco Frog Legs. And we've also got some cooking features with uh, uh, David Hubble of Hubble's Hearth. He's going to be doing a, a pepper jelly and shrimp recipe. And another one that's a surprise. So you'll be seeing all of that in the upcoming Season 7. Hope you'll tune us in. Go to BayouWildTV.com. You can catch up on all the previous episodes. And also you'll see where the show airs in the times and locations. All right, check in on our text message board. Got a thank you in. Uh, let's see, the second annual TJO tournament on the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain, 170 fishermen, door prizes for three hours, and they raised over $6,000 for the children of St. Jude. Congratulations to that uh, TJO tournament. Uh, we also have, let's see, uh, trucker Jeff Laborde is checking in on a beautiful Saturday morning. We also have, uh, let's see, someone, Dan in Grand Isle. Had some light rain down there, but he picked up 40 speckled trout yesterday, so he's got fresh fish to eat on this rainy day. Uh, then we had a, a someone whose uncle named his boat the Master Bader. I've seen those one before. He said he got some giggles from people and probably got some people staying away from that boat, too. <laughs> and the Salty Rim, uh, that is, uh, I'm sure, in reference to some tequila drinking. Uh, El Cinco was another name of a boat. Here's one, Temporary Setback. And another one that was official business. That's O, fish, the letter L, business. A little creative there. Uh, latitude adjustment. Here's a name. That's a shame. 
the strike zone. That was a famous boat, the strike zone. I think I fished on the strike zone once or twice. And let's see, we have, uh, let me find them now. They're jumping around. Wet Dream, Brent Taylor, owner of Naughty by Nature Apparel and Bait Company. You got a 22-foot sea hunt. It's a BX-22T headed to Shell Beach. Good luck to you, Brent. And let's see, we have, uh, oh, David Hubble is checking in with us. I was just talking about him. Uh, he's not sure he's got a favorite name. He'd probably name his the Miss Melaton <laughs> as far as cooking. Uh, he hopes to find some baby back ribs to smoke and get some blueberries for a double batch of jelly. Sounds delicious. He says, be careful if you're traveling through Mobile. Uh, be careful and expect delays going through the tunnel and crossing the bay. Yes, on a 4th of July weekend, uh, the traffic in downtown Mobile around a tunnel is nothing nice. Here's another one. The boat's name is She's Gone. That's a logical one. And here's one uh, bought on May 5th, named it Senko, S-E-N-K-O, like the bait, De Mayo. Very appropriate. Uh, that one from She's Gone was John from Mobile. Where'd she go, John? Turned into a boat, huh? Bustin' Wind was another one. And then we have one that built a hybrid layout boat for hunting diver ducks and called it the Super Scop. Used hand-carved decoys, which he made from dense foam and balsa. Sure miss those days. And here's one says the wife's boat is Miss, M-I-S-S, Adventures. Never a more appropriate boat name. <laughs> and then we got Get the Net. That one's Terry from the Rose. That's his boat's name. Uh, best fishing boat I ever owned, says Chris, was the Top Gun. And then we got another one, Her Dollar Sign Half, the Wrapping Retards. That's J.D. from Abita. And another one, uh, Suits Me, was a boat name. Got a favorite boat name? Name of your boat. 504-260-1870. And right after this, I'm going to check with Captain Mike Gallo. Does he have a name for that boat of his? Should be born on the bayou. We'll find out right after this and find out some fishing info, too. It's what we do here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the Born on the Bayou Fishing Report with Captain Mike Gallo is sponsored by CETO, $179 a year. Your membership gets you unlimited fuel where you need it, when you need it. They'll tow you in, jumpstart you for electrical problems, whatever, whatever it'll take to get you back in safe. CETO is like triple A on the water. It's peace of mind for you and your loved ones, and it's one call away. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or a simple click to CETO.com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. Captain Mike, does your boat have a name? My boat does not officially have a name. Maybe it needs one, huh? Well, I have two friends that both call their boat the job site. And that's a ah. play on words when they're talking to their boss and he says, where are you? I'm on the job site. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, people get pretty creative with those boat names. Yeah, I do like that that particular name. But I don't, other than Dutch's Cajun Limo, in honor of our friend Prager, I call it yeah, that right, on occasion. Yeah. Right, you do have a sticker on there, Dutch's Limo. Uh-huh. That's right, that's right. So where is the limo headed uh, this weekend? Well, the limo is parking the sling at the Spots and Dots Lodge. My client elected to stay dry. The forecast didn't look too good. We've been doing the majority of our fishing over in the Biloxi Marsh and 
since it's a a fair ways away from his camp, he's got a camp on Lake Catherine, and then just he just decided let's reschedule. So uh, I got a rare Saturday off. Hmm. You know, looking at the map, everything I see now is well below the Biloxi Marsh, but that doesn't mean anything. The way this stuff has been popping up here and there, sometimes it's moving to the east, sometimes it's moving north, south, west. You just never know. Good chance you would encounter some rain today, and if he doesn't want to get wet, he probably made a, a wise decision. How has the red fishing been over in Biloxi Marsh? You know, I'm starting to hear from the other reporters that redfish are getting a little tough to find for some reason. I tell you, Don, I heard Robbie's report, and I was thinking, well, I must have stumbled on some because the trips that we and my captains have made this week, now we've had to move around quite a bit, um, but we've had successful trips. I tell you, yesterday I had a group of four uh, going out, and one of the captains told me the day before he had four fish by 11 o'clock. And he ended up with, I think, 17, so he... He rebounded very well, but it was certainly a, a slow start. Yesterday, I had four by 9 o'clock, and I was thinking, well, do I want to stick with this pattern or do I want to look for a better one? I opted to move and find a better pattern, and in the next two hours, I caught 16 more, and we had our limit. Um, my first stop was deep in the marsh, and we were fishing points with current roll past them so with four people yeah I'm, I'm trying to stop in bayous not too terribly wide and we can fish both the left side of the boat and the right side of the boat and it just didn't work for us very well like i said we had four fish by nine o'clock so i moved to some interior lakes and we fished flooded grass and i'm, I'm literally having the client throw into the grass and just just leave your cork in the grass. We fish in shrimp under a cork. And, you know, you pop it a couple of times. And usually the first several areas of flooded grass will sort of reveal if the fish are there, how long it's going to take before you get a bite. Uh, for example, yesterday we felt if there was a fish in that grass and it was going to find us, we would find it in less than three minutes. But that seemed to be our pattern. Our first stop, we didn't catch any. Our second stop, we weren't there no more than three minutes, and we ended up with a double. So with that information, I'm I'm explaining to my clients, okay, it seems like if the fish are here and if we cast into the right areas, they're going to bite us in less than three minutes. And what that does, it allows us to fish more areas. If we pull up to an area and we got good coverage, cork spread out in good areas, and we're sitting there for five minutes without a bite, we can assume there's no fish there and move to the next one quickly. So that was our pattern. It might have took six or eight areas of flooded grass. And before you know it, I'm counting up the fish, and we got 19, and it didn't take long at all to have number 20 in the box. And we were on step and headed back to the dock at 1130. So it worked out good for us yesterday. Yeah, that's why they call you the forensic fisherman. You know, you figure those things out and calculate numbers and times and and, and, and save a trip on what could be a really tough day. Mike, one last thing. I know you were catching some trout at those uh, little rigs and stuff out at Lake Bourne. 
Uh, has the weather been not conducive to get out there and try, or is it is that just kind of fell off? No, the last several days we've had west winds in the morning, and those platforms are more on the eastern side of Lake Bourne, so it hadn't been good conditions for us to try. I'm accustomed to uh, July being a time we have to go further east to find fish. I do have some trips coming up where I'll be looking for trout first thing in the morning and, and going to plan B if trout are not available. So I don't have a report this week for trout. We really didn't try for them. Um, but I will have some trips coming up where we do look for some trout first thing. Very good. Somebody wants to book a trip and get in the uh, Dutch's uh, Cajun limo and also stay at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge, uh, com. That's your site. They can find them on my site. And since you don't have a trip today, you're probably sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. Why don't you give me your phone number? My phone number is 985-781-781. You could call or text. Yep, and I'm just kidding about sitting around. I'm sure Miss Jacqueline's got something for you to do today. Oh, yeah, she keeps me busy. <laughs> All right. Michael, thank you, my friend. We'll see you next week. Thank you, John. Have a good fourth. You too. Captain Mike Gallo, aaofla.com. Got a real nice website. Take a look at it. All right, coming back after this, uh, we got Captain Eric Mohabarak. You like to pedal? Or paddle for your fish? Boy, he's got a long reporter. He's got lots of stuff happening. A lot of club news with the Bayou Coast Club and also some tournament information. All coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And if you want to go stroking for fish, we got a paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's presented by Massey's Outfitters, Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. All the best fishing models for kayaks and tons of accessories. You can visit their stores or check them on Facebook or their website, MasseyOutfitters.com. And by the way, they sell that the kayaks are selling light hotcakes. Call the store for the demo days. And uh, Captain Eric Muhammarak joins us now. Eric, how do hot cake? I've never sold hot cakes. How do they sell? Yeah, some then some old flap, flapjacks. Depends on where you're at. <laughs> yeah. they sell, they you move know? pretty good. Yeah, yeah in some areas yeah, they, they move do. pretty good, I guess. Well, listen, before we yeah. get into all of the tournaments and club news coming up, tell me about your, your last weekend's fishing trip. Oh, man. Um, actually, I wanted to say my favorite name in a boat. Can I do that first? Oh, yeah, we take that, too. Yeah, you name right. kayaks or just this is a regular boat? Well, well, this is this is always the lugger down in Grand Bayou. The name of it, Screaming Woman. Everybody's got one. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming oh. Woman. you got to love that boat. That's a good name. Oh, All right, that Lord. was brought to you by Eric Mohamarak. He's the one that said that. that. It was not Don's quote. Go ahead. Go ahead. But they can take a picture. I'll take a picture of it put it up. Um all right, well, uh, yeah, last week uh, we went down to Grand Isle. I had a customer who wanted to do a, kind of uh, two locations. Uh, he's been fishing with me for Christ, over 20 years now. Um, but we went down and launched at uh, Danny Ray, and uh, uh, Kristen Ray and Danny Ray's uh, launch right there behind the uh, behind the, uh, Wildlife Fisheries building. And we ended up having a pretty decent day. Caught 41 speckled trout. Uh, we were using uh, popping corks and suspended baits. A short truce, and actually the sparkle beetles seem to be working the best on, under the corks. And then the, uh, the suspended baits with uh, the, the small uh, mirrodines, the soft irons. 
And uh, mm-hmm. we, the, of course, your larger fish came off of that. Uh, we, we did we did really well. The jackfish showed up out there. We didn't have the equipment for it, uh, but they were crashing the rafts and mullets out there. So if, I know a lot of the guys and girls like to go chase them jacks. They can get out there behind the island. Great place to launch. And that's also the beginning of the, the people who started uh, uh, Ride the Bull. You had brought up Ride the Bull earlier, which is coming up on the 27th of August. Uh, mm-hmm. But then we went down to Highway 23. The redfish were spotty. Uh, we caught uh, a few, but not not what I'm used to. And I'm finding that the redfish are further south uh, towards Venice, so it's a little bit further of a ride, and um, and you'll you'll do better down there instead of fishing up north, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's it, it's a hit or miss things with the redfish, but the trout have been good. Mm-hmm. Well, if you would, uh, tell us about that Hobie World's Qualifier. This is going to be huge, and it's in October, but it's not too early to get signed up because they got limited spots. Yeah, um, I don't uh, – it's on October 16th. Uh, it's the Hobie World's Qualifier. It's going to be held at the Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. They opened up with 200 spots, and 110 were signed up in, like, the first two days. So they are limited on spots. I believe they're talking about opening up some more spots, but that hasn't been set in stone. You have to get in touch with one of the board members with the club to be informed with that. Just email by UCoast, and they can tell you that. Um, they, it, it's um, the, the Hobie World Qualifier is where whoever wins the tournament, a Hobie holds a, a, a tournament somewhere in the world, and it's only by invitation only that you get to go. So, like, they've done Switzerland and, and Australia and China and, and just a whole bunch of different places. They've done Texas. They did Leeville. I mean, um, 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 uh, Tony Moran's right there in Fouchon. Um, uh, in, in Louisiana, or Leeville, I guess you would say it would be. Uh, but it, it was really nice. It's a big event. It's a big deal. It's like the Olympics of uh, kayak fishing, I would say. It's probably one of the best tournaments I've ever seen or, or been a part of. I haven't fished it myself, but I was there. Um, but you, they, they, the prize is going to be for the uh, qualifier is you're going to win, of course, your spot to go on the uh, on the thing, and then they're going to have uh, $2,000 to help you with, with expenses. That's going to be first place. I'm not sure if you're getting a kayak along with that. I would think so, but don't quote me on that um, because I know they will be giving away some kayaks. Uh, also, um, you know, we'll be giving away some gift cards, too. So, uh, yeah, we've had a Hobie World's winner from Louisiana. We've had, you know, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve, Steve Lassard. Steve Lassard. twice, actually. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's hell of a So, what is now, uh, the, we got the information on the qualifier, but it's a catch photo and release term, but what are you fishing for? What species? The slam, redfish, speckled trout, and flounder. And in this case, it's going to be the longest length instead of the heaviest weight of the uh, yeah. of the fish. So, you know, um, they like to do their catch and release. So that, that's that's what mm-hmm. they do. And, uh, well, it's, it's kind of every Hobie, uh, Hobie Worlds qualify, and every Hobie Worlds is a catch and release tournament. So, you know, it's and, just uh, that's you the way they run at the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club website, right? BCKFC.org. Yes, you right, are correct. Good. You are correct. That's now, it. I know we got a couple tournaments coming up. We're just going to mention them because they're still a ways off, but yeah. people might want to put them on their calendar. The Redfish Rumble is September 25th. That's down in Plaquemines on Highway 23. And September 11th, uh, we don't talk about these much because we don't get a lot of information, but there's going to be a big kayak bass tournament coming up. Where is that going to be? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's going to be in Lake St. John and Lake Concordia. It'll also be a catch photo uh, and release. Uh, they're going to um, as much information as I got on it. Um, they're going to uh, they're going to and you're going to qualify for the Bass Nation Championship, which runs in uh, in conjunction with uh, the BASS Classic. And uh, yeah. if you win that, you'll be able to get up on stage with the pros, you know, like Van Dam and Eckinelli and, and Gerald Swindle and all of them. I'd love to meet me some Gerald. He's a good dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like him. Uh, but it, it's a five-fish length stringer, another catch photo and release. And uh, it's it's a pretty big deal. This is something big coming to Louisiana. And uh, I think uh, I think it'll be uh, – and that's going to take – I'm sorry. Let me go back. The, the Bassmaster Classic in March of next year. I don't know where they're holding that at. I should have checked that out. But um, this is a big deal for Louisiana. Uh, it will draw uh, uh, kayak bass anglers from around the country. Some of these tournaments are, are bringing in 200, 250 uh, people. You know, that, that's a lot people are bringing these these little areas and it's really good for the tourism stuff and i, I think louisiana needs to to open these their arms up and bring them in and show them a good time and and we usually do yeah agree eric if you would uh, give out your information on my website they can find you at don the uh, give us a louisiana kayak company site and your phone number for people that want to get involved and maybe you know try kayak fishing before they invest in it Yes, sir. Um, you can uh, look on the Facebook. It's the Louisiana Kayak Company. You can also look on Instagram. Uh, it's the Louisiana Kayak Company there also. And uh, the easiest way down is 504-313-8292. Have you set up that hashtag raccoon feet yet? <laughs> I guess I need to do that. No, I you need to do either that or Captain Quint. Hashtag Captain, Captain Quint might do it. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> you are the look of one already. <laughs> You're All right. right. All right, so, my friend. Thanks for the report. Have a great Fourth right. of July weekend, and we'll see you next time. Y'all too, Don. Have a good one. Bye bye. All right. That is Captain Eric Mohabarak of Louisiana Kayak Company. All right. Coming back after this, you know what time it is. Bad boys of the outdoors. <laughs> this guy sure made it easy for the agents. We'll tell you his story right after this. This past Tuesday, we had an unfortunate incident took place that was a big male black bear known as Bruno on social media. You may recall hearing about his wanderings through Missouri and Illinois. He was captured near Interstate 70 and was relocated. Well, they got a call from a homeowner in Morehouse Parish that the bear was on his property and would not leave. The biologist showed up and discovered that the bear had some serious injuries, had been evidently hit by a vehicle two broken legs, was paralyzed with a spinal injury, and they made the decision to humanely euthanize the bear. was a big bear, weighed 240 pounds, was Bruno, and it was determined that he was probably injured for about a month and his health was rapidly declining. So, uh, Bruno, uh, we say goodbye to Bruno, the big black bear. All right, um, right after the station identification pause, I'm going to tell you about a story. We get so many of these instances where people, uh, they, they want to brag and they want to show things on social media, but when it's illegal, it comes back to bite them. That story's next right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
Well, on June 5th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents received information about a man posting photographs to social media about an alligator he had just shot behind the Life Tabernacle Church in central Louisiana. Agents responded to the scene immediately where they found Tony Spell in possession of a six-foot alligator. Talk about quick, easy work made for the agents. Sometimes they just got to brag. So now if convicted for taking an alligator during a closed season, without a tag, without a license, facing total possible criminal fines and civil restitution on the amount of $2,775.80 and a possible up to 120 days in jail, plus seizure of his alligator is 46-year-old Tony Spell of Central Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Come on, Tony. <laughs> Put, no, Put this stuff on Facebook. I tell you what, agents in the past, if, they, if someone would have told them, one day you're going to be able to sit at a computer and make all the cases you want, all the documentation is right there. Date, time, place, name, location, you name it. Come on, Tony, you made it too easy, guy. All right, we come back after this. We'll be joined by Captain Ryan Lambert, asking him a couple of questions. One about those mealy bugs in the canes. Hadn't heard much about that lately. We'll find out what he knows because it was pretty devastating down there for a while. And also, as he named all those boats he's got down at Cajun Fishing Adventures. What's your favorite boat name? 504-260-1870. Text it to us here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And his man likes to throw plastic at fish for a living. His name is Captain Ryan Lambert. His game is a Cajun fishing adventures. Captain Ryan, good morning. Listen, I got to ask you this because I've been meaning to do it for the last couple of weeks and kept forgetting. The mealy bugs that were devastating the Rosso cane. What's the latest? Have you seen any of that still going on? Do you? We, we don't hear anything about it anymore. Has it kind of run its course and gone away? No, no, it's, it's a crisis of massive proportions. In fact, all the bamboo in my yard has the bamboo too now. Wow. Yeah, it's um. So you would believe how open it is down there right now. I mean, the rosos have taken a beating. Really have. I mean, the whole marsh down there looks wide open right now. Uh, the aquatic vegetation's you know starting to really grow up now, and the duck potatoes. Are, or just a, a green stem. They don't have the leaves, so everything looks open. Those um, wild oats haven't started growing yet, so everything's going to really kick off here now. In the next next sixty days, the world will just go into a tropical forest look. Um, the river's at six three tomorrow. Got a rise coming from all the floods up north. You know, it's going to go to nine nine three something like that, and then I would predict that it's going to fall out and fall out big because it's so dry up north. I mean, detrimental to the ducks is so dry. And, yeah, um, that, uh, those Dakotas have really been dry up there. It's uh, kind of worrisome about the Potomac Prairie situation, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. They talk about the seasons, and I think I'm going to go talk to uh, go to the Wildlife Commission Thursday when they have the meeting. Because we got to discuss the fact that they closed the duck season on on the only week that we got water in January. I mean, they you know they just closed the season when we had water. We can't hunt. We got five days to hunt in January now. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense to put people in jeopardy 
and send them out there when you got a negative one foot of tide. You can't get to a blind. The ducks are offshore. So why in the world do we close it when the only week we had water? I mean, somebody's got to know a little bit more than what, what's going on there. So I'm going to try to go and, and have a word with them and show them a graph on how it works because apparently yeah. we're not getting the message across. Well, it's predictable. Yeah. It's not something that can't be done, and I don't think it would take that much to do it, although, you know, to change things <laughs> on federally regulated birds is is not easy, you know. Well, it's it's no. We make the season as far as or when we want to open and close it. You know, if you get sixty days and six ducks, all right, you can do what you want with it. But it's, to close it on the only week, January second through the tenth, that's the only week we had water. We we can hunt five days later in the season. I mean, well, you know, you take take your 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 guy that doesn't know a lot about it he runs out there and gets stuck and they got a corporate come in well guess what his life is in jeopardy now so it's it's more than just duck hunting it's, it's common sense yeah well the only objection i think they might throw up there is well it would be too much trouble or too technical to to, to pinpoint days in one area and not the other when everything else is uh you know no, generically no, set to have one area tell. and do, do, you know yeah well, you could do it i mean it's, it wouldn't be that it, much trouble. it's not it's not a matter when the tide is going to be it's a matter of the range of the tide if you have anything under a negative three there's no water in the marsh so you know you got it booked on negative one you don't have a prayer even getting to your blind much less hunting so you know it's not a, a matter of which area i mean it's a matter of tide range and you can see the tide range from here to the millennial you know, it's you, you right. just know, so it's a very easy thing to predict. It's raining pretty good here right now. Yeah, I see it on the radar. Uh, Look like it's coming down there. Y'all going fishing today? You got any trips planned? No, 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 it's family weekend. Everybody's with their family. Didn't book this weekend, and just let everybody be with their family. We've been working very, very hard. The boys are wore out. I'm wore out already, <laughs> and there's no end of sight. I don't yeah. think I have an open day the rest of the season. The Ooh, rest of the man. year. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen bookings like this in my 43 well, years of guy. you got a lot to catch up from. you got a lot to catch up from that was missed with the storms and the COVID and all that kind of stuff. you got some catching up. <laughs> yeah, we got well, let me ask you this. Do, do y'all, yeah, well, hopefully that will stay to the east. Uh, do you all name your boats down there? you got so many of them down there. you got big flat boats. you got bay boats. you got duck boats. We call them all wrench. <laughs> Because they're just tools to us, you know. It's not like yeah, that's true. You know, we you don't get attached you know, we, to them, right? No, the big boats are you know the twenty eight footers. We bring the people across. We call them the big boats, and then the barges, and then you know all of us. Most of us drive skeeters. Most of us twenty fours. I have a twenty three. So no, you know we change them so often. I don't even put a radio in mine because I change it so often. So uh, no, it, we don't get attached to them. We just. They just wrenches to just tools. It's kind yeah. of a strange deal when you have something that's so special. Most people is just just a, something to make a living in for us. Yeah. Well, um, looks like it's not the best of weather conditions. So taking off is probably a very good thing for you and the guys. Hope you all enjoy your Fourth of July weekend. If somebody wants to squeeze a trip in, uh, you know, either duck or, or fishing or a combination of both. You know, they can get you on my website and. Your website and telephone number, tell them that website and phone number. Uh, it's CajunFishingAdventures.com, and they can call me on my cell at 504-559-5111, and we'll get you hooked one, up. 
One more thing. When is the deadline for uh, harem girl applications? When are you shutting that down? <laughs> you don't put a deadline on something like that. <laughs> oh, there's no limit? Okay, I understand. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, All we right, got such a great group of girls, too, so it's, it's, uh, I can't wait. We're going to have a good season this year with them. They are a lot of fun, no doubt about it. All right, Captain Ryan, we'll see you next week, buddy. Take care. All right, buddy. We'll see you. All righty. When we come back, uh, well, kind of ended on a little bit of a sad note. We'll kind of tell you what uh, some other events coming up are. We'll be back to do it right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, continuing with the boat names, i uh, got someone said they saw one just yesterday called Another Dependent. Uh, then we've got this one, said the name of my boat was the Sweet Mudderoo, Mudderoo with an E-A-U-X. He said his dad would fish down in, uh, oh, you got to love uh, correct uh, uh, texting here, adulation that came out instead of Dulac. Uh, quite often he would cast out his line, he would say, come on, you sweet Mudderoo, put your fancy lips on my fancy hooks always stuck with him that's uh gus thanks for that gus we appreciate it here's one that was named yonkey uh, another was bar hopper that's from darren and harvey the real axation and then son of wego rat says uh the flying angel out of port west wego we have a boston whaler named killer whale uh, hooked on fishing the real deal no conscience a gadget guy and here's one says their favorite was the minnow, the USS minnow. Yeah, the Skipper and Gilligan like that one, too. This one said my boss called his boat the Sea Wife. Another one named the Screaming Seaman. And uh, here you go. Got to love this audience. Ask and you shall receive 2022 Bassmasters Classic, March 4th through 6th. Fourth time it'll be on Lake Hartwell, South Carolina, Georgia border. All right, I also want to remind you, coming up later this month, we're always looking for open seasons. Well, Triggerfish will be fair game again uh, on July 29th in the Gulf. And, of course, they set the limit kind of like they do. They've got a total poundage. And uh, the great Triggerfish allocation goes 79% rec and 21% commercial. Also having Thursday, uh, July 8th, up at the Natchitoches Event Center. Went there earlier this year for the Louisiana Taxidermy Association's convention. What a great, nice place that is. And they're holding the Natchitoches CCA chapter banquet there Thursday night. Cocktails at 6, the dinner auction, you know the drill. And don't forget to get that star ticket. I want to thank uh, Camp Matins and uh, his wife, Barbara, and Baton Rouge. They, they organized a little get-together for uh, to pay tribute and homage to Captain Sam Barbaro, who passed away earlier this year, and because of the COVID restrictions, there wasn't anything was held, and we got a small group of, of friends got together and tell Sam Barbaro stories, and uh, his wife Tracy was there and very appreciative and really enjoyed getting together with those folks and remembering uh, Captain Sam Barbaro, who worked for CCA, Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries, Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, ran a charter boat was a military guy, lifelong, and he was just a real fan of this show, and we certainly miss him. Another sad note, I received word this week that uh, a fellow outdoor writer and communicator, a friend of mine, he was a self-diagnosed fishing and turkey hunting addict, Chris Burza. You may have seen his byline in many issues of Louisiana Sportsman from Opelousas. Uh, we say goodbye to him. And uh, we'll miss, and I told his wife, my, Molly, that we'll miss his distinctive laugh. 
that baritone voice, voice that made me so jealous that he had. And, of course, he told those endless, intriguing stories that he always told. And those are the memories that will keep him alive in our hearts until we meet again. Rest in peace, Chris Burzah, Louisiana outdoor writer, hunter, fisherman, and friend to all of those in the great outdoors. All right, enjoy your 4th of July weekend, whatever you're doing, fishing, boiling, barbecuing, seafood boiling, whatever you're doing. Don't forget to tune us in each and every Saturday morning. We start dark and early, 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. Also catch us on Bayou Wild TV. Check it out, BayouWildTV.com. Big Season 7, exciting features coming up in the month of August. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.